This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast, and this is our Monday episode. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And today we are going to talk about a disc golf reboot. What is that, you may ask? It is. If you could start disc golf over, here are the three things that will remain. Is the tee pad, the disc, and the basket. And obviously the course, but how would disc golf look if you could completely reset everything and change it the way you wanted it to? Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, it's kind of fun to think about building it from the ground up, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely have to enforce the 30 second rule. Okay. (laughs) 30 second rule is real. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun to think about just making your own rules and mm-hmm. whatever. Well, and it's nice to do because we have history. So, so your mindset and your knowledge wouldn't change. So we have a history of things that work and don't work, organizations that maybe are good or maybe not, um, and different tours that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also our rule set that sometimes you look at it and go, Why? Yeah. Um, or maybe that's great for AMs, but not for pros. I think we have a lot of things that we can base our selections off of. So I'll start and saying that I believe that the PDGA will keep them, but as a governing body only, not as a tour management mm. or a, um, it, I think it can be a sanctioning body. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. I don't think they run leagues. uh, They don't run tournaments. They don't run like all the stuff that they're doing right now. I think they should truly focus on the management of the amateur side and growth of the game. Mm -hmm. So I think we limit the scope of what the PDGA does for disc golf. Yeah. So... That would be my first choice. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Just, yeah, focus on rules. And, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Basics, you know, yeah. and, and amateur side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that the Pro Tour should work in tandem, not for the PDGA, mm-hmm. but I think the Pro Tour should be the umbrella that falls over professional events. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like, I guess there's no kind of like, um, no, it, it would make it more like every other professional sport out there. Sure. There would be kind of the players union. Yep. Who fights for what they want. Yep. And I'm giving air quotes when I say players union because I don't know if a players union is proper or correct at this point. It is. I mean, MLB, you know, has players associations. NFL has players associations. Okay, like associations that. maybe be the. Oh, but those are unions, right? Or are they? In a way, they're yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's really a union, but like they have representatives of like you know. There's always a a, a player representative who represents mm-hmm. everybody. You know, like as a chair, mm-hmm. and then um, there's like at least two or three other people, part of the, like a board almost that like oversees the players association and they're the ones that represent. And I guess it is the union talks because there's a lot of labor negotiations, you know, as far right. as like work hours, practice hours, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
So, so I'm good with the negotiation part just now <laughs> with the labor because, you know, I, I don't think disc golf is in the need of a union quite yet. I don't think we're to that level. Mm-hmm. And I think there, and I'm not anti-union or for union. I'm not saying that. I just think that the direction that disc golf is going, I think when there's too many hands in the cookie jar, it muddles things a bit. I think too, well, yeah, the, it, it's interesting too because the players, when it comes to work, mm-hmm. technically the only the work that they have going for themselves right now is to play the events that are scheduled if they want to. Right. They're not required to play those events. Like the yep. NFL, they are required if to get a paycheck, you have to play the 16 games well, or however many. And there's practice, and right. there's workouts, mm-hmm. and there's blah, blah, blah. You and, all, and pretty much right now all of that's voluntary for disc golf. Yeah, exactly. And there's promotional events. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's so many different things that true professional athletes on the, what would you call the big five or whatever, the five big Mm -hmm. athletics. Yeah. I mean, those are the type of things. And when they're, especially when they're team, they're not individual sports. So Mm -hmm. like the PGA, and I know we're comparing golf to disc golf, the PGA is probably the closest comparison to it because those are individual players that yep. play for themselves through manufacturers mm-hmm. sponsorship. Yeah. The PDGA or the PGA has nothing to do with the player other than the ruling. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They're the officials. They set up the tours and that's it. And I think that's where we should we can take the stuff that works well from PD from PGA and adapt them to disc golf. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you talk about like players and labor unions and health insurance and all that stuff, it just, just has to be up to the player. I mean, they are an individual playing a sport and there's no requirements bestowed on them. Like you said, I mean, there's no, like you said, no practice, no, this, no that, and they can choose to be in a competition or not in a, in an event or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. All right. So governing body, a tour. Now, what about teams? Now that we've talked about not being teams, what do you think about teams? I thought about that for a little bit a while ago. Like, because I was thinking about, you know, how how do you bring um, sponsorship into disc golf, like major sponsorships? You know, like NFL... um, you know, like the stadiums and things are, you know, they have stadium sponsors. You, mm-hmm. um, you look at a lot of soccer, te- you know, soccer teams, th- their big thing is they have their sponsor on their jerseys. Right. Like, you know, if it's like Chevrolet or, you know, like anybody like Kohler, like mm-hmm. that's, um, like AIG. Yeah. Something like mm-hmm. that. Like they're on the sleeves or on the front of the jerseys. I think you bring the team as you could bring the team aspect into I mean, because we always talk about team, like mm-hmm. this is a team, like, but yeah, um, I think you could have like a doubles competition or something mm-hmm. um, where you make disc golf like a points rather than like just score, like, you know, playing for the course, you put um, like so many points on like a doubles competition, so many points on like the FPO, FP, mm-hmm. MPO, and then at the end of the tournament or whatever the event is, you gather all those points and like say team discraft wins or team, you know, Innova, like right. that kind of thing. Right. And that might be kind of fun. Like you could, I think it'd be fun to see that. Yeah. You could like get a president's bunch. cup almost. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you get like, like the college disc golf. Yeah. Or even, um, 
you know, like when Calvin and Eagle, like the, what was uh, the all-star event, mm-hmm. kind of something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could like make that almost like an every other event or every year event thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, cause I was thinking about it too, like just going back to the sponsorship thing and getting, you know, the, that I feel like that would really fall on the manufacturers themselves to bring in sponsorships rather than trying to have individual sponsorships with players, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's hard in an individual sport to get like bigger sponsorships like that, unless it's, you know, for events. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and like, that's why I kind of, I like the premise of like either the college national championships or mm-hmm. the, like the president's cup, they kind of have similar where their team events and they play women's men's mm-hmm. doubles. Um, and then, there's certain point scales, you know, I mean, in the college disc golf, it changes a little bit from year to year, yeah. depending on how it is. But there's like tiered teams, A, B, C, D, you know, and I think that would be an interesting facet to disc golf that I think could be one of those side tours, like mm-hmm. an additional tour where they could go play these auxiliary for something else. And then that would introduce more sponsorship money yeah. into it. Well, you're seeing it a lot now too. Like I was just thinking, um, Kyle Klein just re- released his own signature Discmania jersey today. I think, mm-hmm. but um, getting a major manufacturer on board to create team jerseys for like a team discraft, and then like you could say, you know, like people are doing anyway. You're going to buy a Paul McBeth jersey or something, right. and then you know, looking at basketball and soccer again, they're selling these jerseys because they're team jerseys and that looks better to sponsors because they know like through team apparel they're going to get bigger money they can make more money that way rather than just being like oh i bought this you know nike pullover shirt you know Mm because so and so wears it it's like you're those companies like adidas and those like there's no distinguishing um you know they've already infiltrated disc golf oh absolutely right like they're like well Terex is the disc golf shoe. Right. Like we don't have to, we don't have to get in cause we're already in. Like mm-hmm. there's no, we don't have to in, put any money into what you guys have cause you're already using our stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you have to make it look profitable to the big dogs to come into the sport and be like, we can do this for you. You know? No. Well, and VII does not lose out cause they're still mm-hmm. going to make the shirts or the jerseys. Yeah. They're just printing a name on them. Yeah. You know? So, and from if I'm thinking what you're right, like so, let's say I don't know, Pepsi wants to sponsor a team, mm-hmm. and then you would have Kyle Klein, Pepsi logo on the VII shirt. Yeah, VII is not losing out. As a matter of fact, they're probably winning because they're going to sell more. Sure. So it's not cutting out the little man. It's actually helping bolster, you know, that business. So I, I think that's great. Um, Let's talk about the standardization or not standardization of the courses Mm -hmm. or how they should look. I think that there really shouldn't be any standardization of the courses themselves. I don't think so either. I don't know if if there should be a minimum or maximum length as Mm -hmm. far as like distance wise, like... You know, like every FPO course has to be a minimum or maximum of this. Every mm-hmm. MPO a minimum or maximum of that, just to kind of share. Like, I mean, um, what am I trying to say? Like, 
you know, wear and tear on players' bodies throughout, the, you know, kind of limited that Couldn't way. there be a course rating? Yeah. Like a rating system, not not like a, I'm going to give it five stars because my buddy oh, designed are you, it. Are you talking about kind of like like with skiing, like, oh, this is a like blue black diamond or a blue square, like Similar, something like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, like it has to be of a quality. Let's say it's one through ten. It has to be a six and a half or above in order sure. to be considered for the pro tour. Mm. So these are the the pro tour or whatever tour would be in, they could set a standard mm-hmm. that says this gives you so many points, this gives you so many points, this gives you so many points. And if you add up to 6.8, okay. you could be considered for the tour. So then it it standardizes in a way that there's consistent look and there's, um, I guess fairness of play there's you know course design factors i mean there could be so many different ways that you could look at it to where there is a certain level of level of standard of play or what would you say like a a competition Mm -hmm. that would be set with these courses but they don't have to all be exactly alike you can reach that score just through different means so Mm -hmm. like de la viega and lvc can exist on the pro tour or on the tour being that they satisfy different requirements. Sure. So length may be one or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what like silver series is always like one of those events where like, they're just about like to, hit, you know, could mm-hmm. hit that mark, but maybe they fall just a little short in a certain category. Right. So yeah. Right. Like I that. also think there should be relegation. Ooh. There's only so many tour cards out there. Yeah. So no matter whatever tour it is, there's Mm -hmm. only so many tour cards. So let's say there's 100 tour cards out there. Yeah. And then there's the second tour, the AM tour, Mm -hmm. the Silver Series tour, whatever it may be. So there's a second tour that's more the AM level or the Bush Leagues or whatever it may be. Yeah. And let's say the top five guys from there relegate the bottom five guys from the Pro Tour. Or whatever tour the main tour is. Being a soccer fan, I like that. <laughs> uh, see, and that's where I got it from. I got it from uh, what's the what's the soccer one that came out on Hulu or Ted Lasso? You Ted mean? Lasso, uh, yeah. Apple, yeah. Apple, that's what it was. Yeah, that's where I kind of got it from. I was okay. like, man, that'd be cool if there was some sort of relegation program. But right now, you just go play them. It doesn't matter. I can mm-hmm. go and play them if I want to. Right yeah. Now. Like I have no business truly playing in the pro tour, but I can go play them. Pretty easily, mm-hmm. you know. As long as I make the, you know, uh, ratings cut off. Yeah, I can play them. Right now, I probably can't play them because <laughs> those rating cutoffs are full by the time it gets to like nine eighty or nine ninety. Sure. But yeah, I think a relegation would be awesome. I think that's a fun idea. Yeah, I think it is. It and is because like, man, I was. Yeah, like you think of the maybe financial impact to a player that might happen that way. That would suck for the player, obviously. It's like, go play on it. But play better. Sucks yeah. to suck. Right. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, like, <laughs> Brody Smith, you might be on the uh, Come on, top 100? No way. <laughs> what is he, 46 now? Come on. Climbing. Climbing. He okay. started 59 in the beginning of the season. That was like 70-something. Oh, is he 70-something? He's like 49 right now. So oh, even better. Oh. There you go. Crazy. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Tyler? <laughs> I mean, little, person. Little jab. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I'm going to lose. Don't worry. <laughs> I was thinking about two uh, separating 
men's and women's tours, having separate tours. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two, there's certain courses that play better for the men and then the women, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's courses that are too easy for the men that you know the women find challenging in that way. But you know, I it the only way we can find out if that's sustainable is if it actually happens. Right. Right. So, and I don't think it it. <laughs> I'm not getting in, into the politics of those things. What it does is it allows, I mean, there's a very, very specific way successful businesses are successful. Mm-hmm. It's because they focus on what they're good at. Right. They don't try to be everything to everybody. And I think the tour right now needs to focus on what they're good at and stop trying to be everything to everybody. Because mm-hmm. that's what's happening. You get these, like, everybody gripes after every single tournament, there's a gripe. And then the next year, all those things change. And guess what? There's more griping, mm-hmm. you know? And it's kind of the the squeaky hinge gets the oil in that regard. Just stick to what you're good at. Stop listening to the griping. Or find another group that can help with sure. that griping. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's a very basic concept. So I like that idea of splitting them because then you're not choosing one group over the other. And you're going to minimize the amount of... the feeling of being left out, Mm -hmm. you're going to minimize that by splitting those groups up because you're really going to focus on what the needs of this tour is and focus on what the needs of this tour is. And they're not trying to say, well, this would be awesome for the MPO. And then there's going to be that, well, well, what about the FPO? Yeah. Or this is going to be awesome for the FPO. Oh yeah. But what about the MPO? Yeah. Like, I think it'd be fun to have those two separate tours, but then all of a sudden you like circle around the country or whatever. And then you make it back to like worlds and have worlds be like the biggest event it could possibly be like it is now where everybody just like comes together and plays, you know, relatively the same courses. Right. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I also think that on the tour, no manufacturer should own a stop. AKA USDGC. Yeah. AKA Ledgestone. AKA, you know, go on and on. Well, I mean, Ledgestone's not really a manufacturer. Mm, oh, I mean, Discraft, Discraft sponsors it, but it's Discraft. Not, yeah, Deglo, Stiff, Discraft. Um, you know, but, uh, I guess. But like Innova, like really sponsor, like owns USDGC is an Innova. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a hundred percent in control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that, especially being a major, an elite series, yeah. th- like. There's no business that a manufacturer controls that. That should be a tour-controlled event. And I think it can still be brought to you by. I think it can still do all that stuff. But as far as the main things and changes and everything that's being decided, no other event on the Pro Tour has that latitude to make those changes. But USDGC does. Yeah. And they're going to whine about history and all that stuff of the event and... I, I don't care. Like mm. in my new world, <laughs> that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. None. Um, let's see. I say that disc golf baskets should be standardized tray, chain, and band. Mm-hmm. As far as just, it has to be the same from event to event. Mm-hmm. Tray, chain, and band. Height, I don't care. I don't care. But tray, chain, and bands has to be identical. Yeah. And I don't even know if they have to be identical. Yes, it does. Let's just make it identical. Okay. I think because then it stops the complaining. Like, these don't catch well. 
like, oh, are these push out or these, you know, like yeah. adjust your putt, you're a pro. Right. <laughs> but as far as height goes, I don't care. They can be in a hole in the ground. So I don't care. So, um, and then I think T pads should be standardized across the board. Yeah. I think the complaints about T pads can be minimized very easily that if everybody knows it's throwing off turf and they're going to be the same turf pads from tournament to tournament or concrete pads or however you want to figure it out, um, that should be there. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, go for it. And I don't think that there should be any leanings in broadcast towards manufacturers. Hmm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, like, I... Yeah, I, oh, that's such a hard one because you always hear, oh, they're throwing this, they're throwing that. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, even getting certain people out on the, you know, like lead card or anything, it's like, oh, this, you know, you might get like two players from a certain manufacturer over one player from another, or, you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, the manufacturer play is great. The, um, you know, all the signs, the advertisements. You got shirts, all that stuff. Like, I think it's awesome. Keep it. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. But the announcers announcing the discs that people are throwing, and I, I really don't have an issue with it, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And that will stop people from saying, you know, because why would ProDiscus ever sponsor an event when their discs are never going to be named? Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But Innova's going to be, DD's going to be, Discrafts are going to be, because they're there. Prodigy might even be too, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know, like, just keep that out of there because that's going to invite smaller companies to compete against those bigger companies with their ad dollars. Yeah. So it's my idea anyways. Anything else you can think of? I was trying to think of, like, yeah, more on the broadcasting side, but it's really hard because... I like what Jomas and every like having, you know, like di- a bunch of different people coming together. But it would be nice if there could just be more cameras for the tours. Like mm-hmm. you know, if like say DGN were to buy, like you know, obviously I think Jomas is actually worth more than the Pro Tour is actually worth, <laughs> which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you think like Jomas could probably take over the Pro Tour, right? But um. You know, just the idea of getting more cameras, having dedicated, more dedicated footage, like each hole. Like we're seeing it a little more, bit more now. You know, right. like let's jump to this card to see what was going on there. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, just more, more, more coverage. <laughs> right. Yeah, more coverage is always going to help. Um, and I think you know you, they make the parallels to golf. Yeah, golf can do it, or they make the parallels to cornhole. Mm-hmm. They make the parallels like cornhole is a whole different story. It's a fixed event. You're not moving through a yeah. course. It's yeah. a finite area that you're in, and two cameras can care, cover the whole thing. Golf and disc golf are much different because it's acres and acres and acres of right. land, up and down, trees, like everything. But I think they could do a good, better job of broadcasting it. Like, was it Maple Hill last year that they did the tree, tree stands? I think so. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was fantastic. And then that guy would climb down and go like two or three holes ahead, yeah. climb back up in the tree stand. You yeah. know? I thought that was awesome. So I, think I we, agree with you. Yeah. I think something I think about golf courses, um, let players use carts. Right. Like that would help speed up the pace of play, like to be able to like get more, mm-hmm. you know, get out to the 
get out faster to your discs and move right. things along. I mean, you're still going to have backups, you know, mm-hmm. for certain things. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll save on players' energy levels, um, fatigue, you know, it'll just yep. help. And it'll be, it might, you know, if they're saving that energy, they'll be able to throw bigger shots or do whatever. And it'll yeah. just kind of make things a little more exciting, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I always like it when we can go to tournaments like our fall classic, it always has golf carts. Yeah. I like it. You know, I mean, I don't know if I. The way the course is set up, I wouldn't want to walk it. Yeah. Like three, two rounds walking it. But like um, getting out there and playing when we do, you know, like we have, we had league out there. Uh-huh. I mean, we can make it. It's like mm-hmm. three, you know, two and a half hours or whatever, but mm-hmm. like up and down hills and like, you know, it yeah. takes a lot on your body. It's a lot. Yeah. And if you had to do that in a competitive atmosphere where you're actually going for, you know, ratings and things mm-hmm. and, and competing money wise, like it would, it would be pretty taxing. Yeah. But um, with the car, carts, it's awesome. It's really awesome. So, yeah, I like that idea. Um, the The idea that, um, oh, my goodness, I lost it. We can go on to the funny ones unless you have some more real ones. Oh, no, anyways, I, the, idea, the idea that one, I guess, broadcasting entity would be the person. Like, I'm not sure I technically agree with that. I would say event to event or series to series i mean like abc cbs nbc like all those but like you think about any other professional sport they're gonna pick it up for however much the nfl the nba Mm -hmm. the you know mlb is charging and they're gonna broadcast those games right or well yeah because i mean even right now like obviously disney owns abc and espn but you see that broadcast like okay we're putting these games on espn we're putting this game on ABC or TNT, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. There's multiple um, companies, you know, having the events right. on national TV. Well, and the Super Bowl has gone yeah, it's many different networks. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's a there's a plenty of, uh, I guess, standards that have been set across so many other. That why not like like Joe Mezla? So they bought the coverage for what two years? Yeah. Yeah, or one year for five hundred, or two years for five hundred. So they bought the coverage for that long. Like when it comes up, offer it up RFP. If someone else wants to take it for a bigger price, let Mm -hmm. them take it for a bigger price. Like, yeah, who cares? You know, as long as they meet the standard of what you're looking for, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that we should add. Circle one is sixty feet. There's no other circle, so there's just a circle at sixty feet. Yeah, I like that. Can't jump putt. Can't jump putt. So um, inside of that. Mm-hmm. So no step putts, no nothing. Standard putts inside of 60 feet. I also think that there should be two <laughs> per round full contact <laughs> inside circles one. Yeah. <laughs> only. And you have to give a warning. Anything else? Are we doing with funny ones? Now? Yeah, why not? Okay. We get into it. Yeah, uh, because I think that'll be much more exciting for viewing viewership. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to have people in the woods with paintball guns. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just how do we regulate it? You don't. You don't. <laughs> no, you just I let them let just, them go nuts. Yeah, like, like here's a hundred paintballs. That's all you get. Yeah, like you. Yeah, you get a certain <laughs> amount, and like you just line up and fire on whoever you want. All right. Yeah, once you're done, you're done. You have to leave. Exactly. That's it. No more. That, that's it. Yeah. Okay. You know, anything to like, 
you know, someone's lining up a putt and they're right about to release it, you pop them right in the butt. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but on a real note, I think the courtesy violation should be completely stripped from the game. Oh. In my humble opinion. Yeah. I think courtesy violation should be completely stripped from the game. And I think trash talk should become a standard. Yeah. Celebrations, all that yeah. stuff. And I think the only thing that should be kept from courtesy violations is time. Okay. That's it. Yeah. And give them one minute. Because some celebrations need to go on for a little while. Yeah. Like, especially if there's team celebrations. Oh. But we need to give one minute, and that's it. Yeah. Every action you take when it's your turn, you get one minute. Mm. And if it includes a celebration or not, or even a, a wig out, it has to be done in a minute. Yeah. Oh, going back to, like, we discussed this a couple podcasts ago, but... Self-regulation has got to go. Got to agreed. Have, uh, uh, course marshals or you know officials with mm-hmm. every card. That's what every card. Agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that's beautiful, and they should have paintball guns. Ooh, yeah. And if you violate, they should get. That's you better. Shoot. I like okay. that. But yep. And then, I think. I don't know if there's much else that I can think of. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that would make sense and have rational, reasonable, but it's also like pretty late at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I think they should be stripped. I think the 13 year old or under caddy, mm. who cares? It's your caddy. Yeah. And if there's no courtesy violations, let them have fun. Sure. As long as they stay behind you. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. What's the big deal with caddies, by the way? I've noticed over the week, like everybody's talking about caddies. Yeah, someone else brought that up recently. Five caddy discussions. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I like the idea of caddies. So we could talk about caddies. So, in the tour that we're proposing, is that caddies, I think, would be awesome, but I think they're provided by the tour. Mm, That's a good idea. Like, you have to have a caddy card. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to, and when I say provided, as in you have to. Pass a caddy test. Yeah. Right. And there's a proper etiquette for caddy. Mm. And then they got to have a, a certain level of um, contact that they could make. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think on a real note, caddies, I don't know if they're necessary. I think they'd be awesome to have in the sport. But, like, what's the big deal about caddies it's, this week? Because, like, it's different because, like, on – PGA, like they're carrying around the caddy book, they're providing information. I don't like, yeah, you get like the local player that comes and you're like, well, I, you know, this is this, but like, I don't think touring professionals care about your opinion that much. Right, 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 right. You know, other than them asking you, like, or, you know, just bouncing off ideas off you for shots or, you know, right. what. Cause like, obviously, like, you, like, as a caddy or if you're local, like, you're like, oh, I can do this, you know, mm-hmm. but like, at the skill of the pro, you know, like what take into account, like what discs they throw, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And like, so in in the PGA, where the only other caddy is for any other sport, from what I understand and that I can think of, you know, they're there because they know distances from certain objects, mm-hmm. they know how the grass plays, they know how the greens are running, they yeah. know where the pin is placed on the green. They know, I mean, they, they know so many more things and they know what your clubs are going to do. Mm-hmm. They know how your balls are reacting. They, I mean, they can help you with swing glitches. Like they're more than just 
a buddy on a bag. Yeah. Like these people know exactly what they're doing. Right. And they're probably more knowledgeable about the game than the player in most circumstances and that course because they're there. They got the you know, yardages. They know how you're going to hit. They know exactly how you're going to play. I mean, they know your game just yeah. as well as you do. In disc golf, like, really? Like, <laughs> if you don't know how far it is from, you know, one thing to another, especially when we have range finders and all that stuff, yeah. like, it's just you need to do better in your game. Yeah. I think... So, yeah, I was thinking about rangefinders just because you brought it up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think rangefinders can be used during practice rounds, and they can only be used by if we have caddies. Oh, so the caddy is the only one <laughs> that can use The caddy is the only one that can use a rangefinder. The golfer cannot use the, the rangefinder. Really? Reasoning behind that? Um, you know, I think, well, if we're going to keep up with the 30-second shot clock. You know, sure. Like, mm-hmm. you One minute have, now. Okay, well, one minute. Well, then, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I just think that you're good enough to know what, like, you know, if you have all the information for you with, with a detailed or decent caddy book, mm-hmm. you should be able to judge distances pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, if everybody, not everybody uses them. Some people use them. Some people don't. But, mm-hmm. I mean, competitive edge I think you just rely on your skill more than sure, anything. Sure. I don't know. So I think standardizing course markers would probably be more of a priority than mm. even worrying about caddies. Yeah. Um, this weekend, I'm going to try to get them finished, but I'm going to have course markers out or distance markers out at the, or yeah, distance markers out at Wildberry. Oh, wow. So, and they're just going to be small blocks yeah. that are painted and that'll signify how far away okay. you are from the pin. So, yeah. And I mean, I'm only going to have them like 100, 150 footers because we don't have many holes that are over 300. Yeah, that's true. We there are so, but it'll give you an idea about yeah. how far you are away. We'll just try them out, see what they they're like. But they'll be center fairway. They'll be just small, mm. you know. So if someone hits them, they hit them. Sucks, but yeah, we're going to try that. So cool. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed that nonsense and useless talk. But I thought it was pretty fun and enjoyable to speak about. Um, there's anything you can think of, you can always hit us up, throwoutdoordisc.com, or you can jump on the Instagram page at night.owls.pod, night underscore owls underscore pod um, on Instagram, and you can hit us up there. And remember, we have the black box from Discmania as a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Jump on there, interact with us, like, share, um, and... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Last Monday, we had the... Uh the uh, terms, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. So Mike Harrington, super fan. Oh sure, sure, yeah. Oh, he uh, nice. our stalker. He uh, messaged the Instagram page and he mentioned uh, thrower as a term. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good one. You yeah. know, that's where you throw a disc and it turns into. You know, you might get a decent shot and then it might turn over and turn into a roller. Yeah, it's the unintentional roller. Yeah. So you actually meant to throw it and it ended up turning into a roller. Um, and I'll give him a shout out real quick. So the Disc Barn, he is DGX, so Disc Golf Experience. I'm actually getting my sextants through him. Oh. So I text him right away and I was like, hey, did you get any? He's like, yeah. So like, can I buy two of them? He's like, well, they'll go up on sale. So he has some coming. So Nice. This barn, there's a shout out. You can stalk me a little more. <laughs> All right. And uh, JP, where can I find you? 
Uh, one night dot owl on Instagram. Awesome. And on Instagram, door underscore disc underscore golf. And JP's not giving out his OnlyFans anymore. So you've got to find it. Peace.